Just James Horror Review. I'm your host, Just James, and today, a very special guest. Our horror brother from another Mothra, gravely serious Curtis Gould. This is episode 37. Curtis, so happy to have you back on the show, man. I couldn't wait for this. I'm glad you accepted the invitation. I'll be honest with you. You put a you, uh, Gravely Serious put up a poll on the inter what was it Instagram or something like that of what movie you guys wanted the uh, your listeners to pick for you guys to cover next, which I thought was awesome. And one of the films on there I was going to cover actually the following week, and I was like, I don't want him to think. That like I'm rock like I didn't want to do the same thing at the same time because then there'd be this podcast battle and it would be like a it'd be like a fifty cent and Kanye West kind of thing and you know East Coast versus <laughs> West Coast kind of stuff and I just wasn't ready to get into that I was like I still want to be friends so that's why uh, I extended the offer uh, invitation and uh, you were very polite by saying um, nobody tells me what to fucking do and you <laughs> you set the ground rules and and you said look here you small fry son of a bitch <laughs> we're us back you, you at said, episode 26 or whatever 10 episodes right, yeah. behind you that's we, right you said, yeah <laughs> and you said uh um you know yeah whichever one you guys uh didn't do and so i was more comfortable with that and i was just glad um uh, although i would love to hear you guys um uh, riffing on this this episode or about high tension it's a movie we're going to cover today it's a 2003 french french film and uh, but you guys ended up doing Dead Alive, so I think definitely can't wait to hear that episode as well. So glad you decided to come on here, riff with me for a little while, guys. Listeners, today we're gonna have a little bit of a more loose episode, no real format or anything. We're just gonna talk about the film, things we liked, things we didn't like, and I feel like this is a great appetizer for Halloween, October, getting the spookies, got the right amount of gore, good, good amount of storytelling, oh, yeah. and uh, just a all around for me, I felt. Uh, a great um, film to kick the season off. Yeah, because we're getting pretty absolutely, close. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be back for round two. Uh, yeah, as you as you mentioned, we on our show, we're trying to do uh, once a month, we give our uh, audience four movies to choose from. We try to give them a sort of theme. So in August, we had Back to School and we picked some school themed movies, ended up covering the faculty this month uh, of September. We were doing Dismember September and yeah, uh, High Tension was one that I just thought fit perfectly onto there. And uh, yeah, it did not end up getting chosen. As you said, we we got Dead Alive. That episode comes out this week where we had Danger Slater on, who uh, also a friend of your podcast. He was yeah, a joy awesome. to have on. Oh, I can't and, wait to hear uh, you guys on that. Just the, oh, pers the personalities on that show. That it's just going to be amazing. So if, it was a you, joyful time. Yeah. If you guys don't already subscribe to the Gravely Serious podcast, uh, definitely check out that show. Subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. I can I can already tell you it's going to be a blast. You're too kind. You're too yeah. kind. And uh, uh, yeah, but I was so excited when you said that you were also thinking about that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> as you said, I had to slap you back into place a little That's bit. That's right. But, yeah. Uh, Sit you down, know, little um, man. Just for future, you know, reference, it is like I there there are so many horror movies and yet we are all kind of limited by the time that we got into horror movies and the ones that stuck with us and us kindred spirits, you know, I think we Very end true. up thinking about the same films, 
you know, at, you know, sometimes at the same time of year and stuff, who knows why that happens. But, uh, yeah. it, it, you know, I know that you would handle it totally different than we would, you know, it's, it's never sure. a scenario of, oh, you're just copying us. You're following, you know, there, there's right. never a danger of that in the podcast. I mean, at least for my perception of it, we're, yeah. we're adults, man. We, we, <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. You know, and and uh, yeah, what's it to yeah. me if you want to cover a great movie, too? So that's right. Well, and it's funny, too. I think it goes along with we all follow the same. We all use the same streaming services and all that. And different right. things are promoted at different times. So you might see something, you know, I probably saw something pop up a couple weeks ago about this movie and it coming out and, you know, mm -hmm. like the five greatest, goriest, you know, uh, French <laughs> films or something. And that was sure. one. I think that actually was on a list. It was that martyrs and something else and i screenshotted it and saved it because yep. i was like oh these movies are so I'm, i hadn't i've never i haven't seen martyrs yet i, I haven't seen martyrs either that's one it that looks, i've uh i've kind of avoided because i'm yeah it, it looks it fucking looks like intense I, yeah. yeah i don't i mean yeah. it's one of those like i you know and i'm not a big uh, obviously i don't really like the torture porn kind of stuff mm -hmm. but you know the i mean if the, it's a as good long as it's film yeah, as long as the story is interesting, it. you know, I mean, I think the Saw films, they went off, they went the way of the Fast and the Furious, you know, became very <laughs> yeah, just marketable. Yeah. You just go and yeah. see it and eat popcorn there's, there's and talk shit the whole about time. It. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, but for me, you know, when it first came out, the whole, you know, I, I love how people in this film will get into it a little bit too, where they'll watch something and they just can't wait to be like, oh, I fucking knew it. Or there's no way this could happen <laughs> or that. So I'm like, bro, just, in, you sure. know, that was a cool story. That was a cool gotcha moment. You know, That's when right. he stood up, you're like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, oh my God, he was there the whole time. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nah, they're, they're cool. You know? And then, and once they got away from that, it's just like how many would this happen back before this? I, I even tried watching a YouTube video that like explained the timeline and like, this is when this happened and that's when this mm -hmm. happened. And still at the end of it, I was just like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he was already dead. Like I saw his I'm head just here on a for plate. the ride, man. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I just want to see whatever weird buzzsaw finger yeah. detachment, decapitation, right. you know, whatever. So for me at this point, it's like, show me the cover of the you know just the <laughs> just what they're putting up at the movie theater it'd be like ooh, what there, there's like tubes with rats going into his eyes huh that's weird yeah. you know okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> i gotta see how that turns out yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, exactly right. exactly yeah. i'll judge off of that <laughs> um all right so just for those that don't know if you want to give a quick intro uh who you are the podcast and all that stuff uh, I am Curtis Gould from the Gravely Serious podcast. As you mentioned, I am one half of the Gravely Serious podcast. My co-host, Michael Terror, is an absolute joy, contrary to his last name. Uh, but he's not here today. It's just me and my boy, James. Yeah. And uh, on our show, each week, we dig up the grave of a beloved horror film. We poke it, prod it, dissect it, chop it up into little pieces, you know, sew it back together sometimes. Or sometimes we just leave it. And uh, overall, we have a little creative fun with it. Um, if you like this show, I think you will quite like our show as well. We do some fun games and exercises. And lately, we've been doing a lot of creative writing. That's like pitching a sequel to the horror film that we're watching oh, that yeah. week or doing a funny spinoff or something. Um, it's very silly. It's very over the top. And uh, yeah, we're having the time of our lives making it. Yeah, really hilarious. And the creative writing stuff is hilarious too. I think it was the 
the faculty one was I was rolling, <laughs> absolutely rolling in that one. It's fucking hilarious. Yep, I uh, my particular one for that was uh, the faculty, and I did an yes. erotic fiction reading of <laughs> the faculty, which was an absolute joy. And uh, you know, I, I just want to say I'm so sorry to anybody who's been through listening to that because uh, <laughs> it was it's it's a journey. <laughs> yeah, that's no, great. Um, I was also we were talking about this a little bit uh, before the show, but also you other things that you do is you do book reviews as well. You you do uh, you talk about just different things that you're reading, uh, different authors and stuff that you're interested in, maybe some new ones, maybe some older ones. And you give your opinion about those. So I think you do that once a month. Is it you? Yeah, I, I'm flattered to hear you say that. Uh, yeah, once a month, um, you know, so we we release Gravely Serious, our typical episodes where we're just covering a movie three times uh, a month each each week. And then the fourth week of each month, or uh, it's actually, I think at this point, it's like the second week of each month or something. I am doing a solo show. Um, I'm calling them mini-sodes, but uh, I just had uh, P.L. McMillan, a friend of your pod as well, yeah. on for an interview. And that was more like our usual length, like 45 minutes or something. Um, yeah, I'm calling that The Ghoulery with Curtis Ghoul. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I think um, I so love your show. And The Ghoulery, I should mention, is, I mean, pretty much the reason I started doing that is because of you covering books on your show i was so inspired by the fact that you branched out from oh, movies yeah, and into other things in the genre and i think you do such a good job with it i love your hot takes i love your reactions <laughs> your editing you know the sound right. bits uh you're you've got such a love for the genre and it's it's wonderful and you're a kindred spirit and uh also i could never quite produce that i just don't think that my hot takes are that interesting you <laughs> right know? yeah so i do um yeah, perhaps academics, the right word for it. I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, don't I feel like I take that word back. Lady, it just lady, sounds but... boring. It's not no, a boring. No. Yeah. I, I think it's flattering. You know, I'm okay, kind of yeah. I wish that I, right. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like when I do, I, uh-huh. I was going to say, I feel like when I do it, it's just like a, an, an ogring waltz through whatever I just read. <laughs> like I read book. It was scary. Lots of blood. And then, you know, when you, when you read one, you're like, oh, this author is, you know, uh, I don't I don't know, like the theme of this book is this, this and this. These characters are going through this, which I think is, you know, uh, which pushes on to maybe something that's going on in current events or whatever. Uh-huh. And you just do it. Like I said, it's just a deeper, more thorough uh, dive into not just the content of the book, but everything that surrounds it, whether it's. uh Shit, I can't think of the no, word I was yeah, going to yeah. use. Yeah, hey, this is what I'm talking about. On your no, show, you I got have the you, word. Man. I got on you. On my yeah. show, I would be yeah. like, "Book good, book bad." <laughs> no, I, I do. I try to get into the themes. I, I'm a big fan of symbolism and stuff. And you know, for me, I think it all stems from a creative writing class that I took when I was in a college that kind of focused on film. And one of the biggest things that I took away from it was we were we were watching a clip from the movie Groundhog Day, just the intro mm-hmm. of that film. Great movie with Bill Murray. And the, you know, first three minutes or so of the film, my teacher is like, okay, so look, the average like Hollywood production, you're looking at like a hundred thousand dollars per minute of film you know Uh, even for like a film like groundhog day and so everything that you see in a shot is supposed to be there you know somebody Mm -hmm. put that there if there's a number if there's text in a shot 
you better believe somebody selected that or requested something that read exactly what it says. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, well, what do we see in this first shot? We see like the number three, we see these other, you know, and so he's like, okay, well, let me fill you in a little bit here. Number three is like a number that kind of symbolizes change. And over here, we see this yellow, yellow in America um, and in some other countries is sometimes also associated with change. So the movie's showing you up front, we've got a character who is going to go through a transformation of you know, morality or something like that. And right. I mean, what movie doesn't, but like, that was just such uh, an eye opening experience to me. I didn't know that movies, you know, I, I just thought props in the background were kind of props in the back. I mean, like, yeah. I get the, the gun on the mantelpiece, you know, because they're sure. showing you a gun and then yeah. that gun gets picked up, but like, <laughs> it's going to get used. Yeah. I didn't really think of movies in that way. And that changed my whole perspective for books and movies to, I just started paying attention to kind of different things. And, you know, um, I can't say that I've educated myself, you know, too much further on that, but it gave me a real great basis for developing kind of my ideas. So I really love reading books and, and talking about, you know, what do you think the writer was trying to symbolize? And I think you get into that on your show as well. Yeah. I think that you talk a lot about like, it seemed like this was really important to the person. And the other side of that, too, is that we talk a lot about movies that are, you know, sometimes directors first forays into a oh, genre. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes people who, who yeah. are working with no budget and, uh, you know, an indie startup or what have you. Um, you know, we, we, we cover some garbage too. Occasionally. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the funny thing about it. I would say sometimes looking too deep mm -hmm. um, can ruin a film, but also yes. it can also make a film a whole lot uh, more interesting when you're watching it. it you know, the, the bunny man review I did was absolute. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it was such a <laughs> shit movie, but it could have been cooler. And like, I don't know. Yeah. It was just everything about it was, I just couldn't, I couldn't grasp what the director was trying to do sure and you know was it a cheesy movie that he was trying to take it serious or whatever and then also you know again you start looking for other themes and stuff that's mm -hmm. going on you're like is it just a straightforward slasher or is yep. he trying to make commentary on you know uh i don't know capitalism and christian yep. holidays and yep. or is he doing something about you know families and adoption or or whatever like who the fuck knows? I don't know. Right. But whatever his message was, it wasn't packaged and delivered well. So it just yeah. went, it went right over my head and right in the fucking toilet. You I, know? Think, <laughs> I think also, you know, sadly, uh, you know, especially maybe this is because movies are easier to make than they ever have been before, you know, uh, um, but I think sometimes the disappointing answer is like, he wasn't thinking, you know, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just wasn't on that level. Yeah. That wasn't. That's and, right. and I think that's what separates the greats from the goods from the bads, you know? Um, yeah, he was, he was yeah. just super high on ayahuasca and had an idea. And was just like, <laughs> I got a couple of friends that work in like yeah. movies. We could probably put this together. That's right. Like, Maybe his parents left him a nest egg and he was like, you know what? I'm going to spend $10,000 on. <laughs> creating a you know the yeah. first five minutes of this and then i'll get funding for it because it'll right. look yeah. great but it you know then it's going to fall to pieces because because the person making it isn't isn't really that's with right. it <laughs> but yeah but uh, uh yeah and again i mean this is i say this in every episode i hate shitting on anything i haven't made a movie so what the hell do i know right but uh but all right so um did we already talk about right before the episode that I was listening to? Uh, I think you were just recently on a podcast, just posted today, the undead symphony. Never heard of these guys, uh, but they got a great show. I mean, I thought it was, it, it's got all the fun stuff that I think our shows have. And um, there's two of them. So you get a really cool back and forth. Their explanations of every 
everything are really, you know, it's just fun. It's not a real serious show. And, uh, but I will say, as I started listening to it, we had to queue up and <laughs> I only got to listen like the first, I don't know, five minutes of you actually being on there. So, sure, sure. Well, thanks for having me on. It's been a really great time. I'll let you get back to listening to that now. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah, you said it, the Undead Symphony, um they they reached out to me a, cu- a couple weeks back. They scheduled their stuff out uh, ahead of time quite a bit um and I'm sure that they would love to have you on. They are a zombie centric podcast, so all 90 something of their episodes have been zombie films, which is oh, wow. <laughs> really cool and, yeah, and that's also awesome. I'm sure that they have uh, you know, the bar for the their bottom is is past where the barrel ends and the floor sure, begins. Yeah. You sure, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's down there, but uh, yeah, they are a joy. Darren and Michael um, are there are the two hosts names and they just have a great banter. They've got a great dynamic. They kind of play foil to each other and bring some really interesting stuff to the table. And it was great to be uh, both a fly on the wall and, uh, you know, a participant in their podcast. They even had a little game for me that we played called uh, called Virus or Voodoo. And oh, okay. uh, they awesome. they threw a bunch of rapid fire names of zombie films at me, and I had to answer if it was a virus or voodoo. And then they told me it that was correct. Like that's how the zombies in yeah, that yeah. movie got made. Uh, and I, awesome. I managed to get sixteen out of twenty correct. <laughs> Holy even shit! Though I, a lot of, that's a full blown test. Like, I, that's had, a... <laughs> I had only seen three or four. Uh, no, actually, not even. I think I had seen two of the movies on that list. Yeah, and I just my my guessing rate. I, I had a little bit of context clues for some of them, but uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was impressed myself with with the results. I, on I know. That, I, was, but... I was trying to think if I know twenty three zombie <laughs> films. I know that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I mean, I I guess I guess if you were to were to think of zombie or Walking Dead, mm-hmm. if if you. Def- differentiate between well i guess if you're calling it a virus then yeah you would say you know not yeah. all are like crawling out of graves then maybe i could think of a i think a handful, the dead returning shit. to life qualifies yeah, yeah you know yeah. i think uh, um uh, michael specifically on that podcast is a excuse me tremendous fan of the evil dead franchise and that's one that. where like yeah i think i think that I mean, it certainly qualifies for a zombie podcast, even yeah. if zombie purists are like, they're not zombies because yeah, they're not, you know, they're but... demons. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about a, a movie that we covered on my podcast called Slacks. That's about uh, genes that get possessed, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, yeah. but there's this army of genes that happens because of the uh, uh, because of a spirit that possesses them. And a, a spirit is, you know, a person that was once alive. And I was like, I wonder if anybody like it'd be fun to talk to somebody about like, hey, what do you, does this qualify as a zombie film? I mean, technically yeah. it's a, you know, but it's not a human any, you know, but oh, yeah. anyways, you know, what, you know what that reminds me of is there is a horror movie. I think it's, I, I can't, I don't know if it's called the chair or just, mm. it, it's about a recliner that someone's spirit has gone <laughs> into and it's a killer recliner. Like that's yeah. it. And oh, it, love it that. yeah, it has sex with someone like it kills people. <laughs> it does the most ridiculous, stupid shit. And it is Incredible. hilarious. And this is a good example of like what we're talking about with Bunny Man. Had Bunny yeah. Man done funny stuff like, I don't know, left yeah. Easter eggs on someone's eyeball or made some kind of that's what I'm saying. I didn't really understand it. But uh, because the villain or the bad guy or whatever, the the Bunny Man, he was such a uh, 
he was terrifying looking when he took his thing off. And I was like, sure, they sure. took that part very serious. Probably the coolest yeah. part of the whole film, but right. the chair thing was a joke the whole time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Self-awareness is sexy, man. And I yeah. mean, and not everybody executes it well. I think there's, you know, with Rick and Morty being like perhaps the most self-aware right, yeah, out yeah. there, like everybody wants to be Rick and Morty right now and not everybody can be. And a lot of people should True. stop trying to be. But yeah, that being said, when it's done well, I yeah, that's some of my favorite stuff. Uh, I know we got to talk about the movie that we're. I think we're going to get there before too long. Yeah, we... <laughs> I want to ask you when you said that one. Have you ever seen the movie Rubber? No, but it's on the list. I have a notebook check of, that a, one out. of I have a notebook of about a hundred and sixty. What's for like probably like one hundred and sixty yeah, oh, movies sure. now that Easily. ready for episodes to watch. So I think yep. that's kind of what I've started doing with other ones is I'll combine. Um, like I'm going to do Amityville coming up and I want to awesome. do, you know, like the older one and then the one I like with Ryan Reynolds in it. And so, yeah. you know, compare those two. I thought that was a great movie. Great. Had Ryan Reynolds in it, which I think people might be put off by if they've never seen it because they're like, uh, you mean the, like the hero, like the Deadpool guy? <laughs> like, yeah, but it's, it's actually, he does really good. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think cause he, he was the one in blade too. Right. And they have him. Yeah, he, he sure was. Yeah. Blade three. Yeah. But I just I just remember dude he being two? no he's in he's in three I think I just remember him being absolutely jacked in that movie and I was just like <laughs> yeah whoa dude yeah yeah man. fucking looking <laughs> body fucking transformation awesome, dude. yeah dude I was like yeah Holy shit absolutely well yeah uh, uh, if if you've got a roster going move rubber up the list on it okay it's a, a an exceptional film about a mundane object killing people yeah uh, in this case a tire. Uh, get it rubber tire yeah okay um, yeah. but uh yeah you will uh i i think it's you'll love it it's i saw it a long time ago but it's one of those movies that just stayed with me where i was like i don't think i, I think i'm too young to appreciate the masterpiece that this is sure but yeah i don't say that lightly it's uh in its own right it's a masterpiece okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right all right so the movie today high tension Woo! Woo! let's oh. get into it Oh, tension, as the French it, say. Yes, thank you very much. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a French word for high. I don't know. Which... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's H A U T E. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then tensions, I thought, I thought, tension yeah, spelled I the same way. Making but... that up. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's really. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm making the accent up, but yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> no. That's oh, that's job. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Hot T- take tension. it from someone who has. Uh, uh, a French Canadian side of the family. I'll go ahead and say that was pretty good. Yeah, we, you need you need PL McMillan back on the pod. I know. Right? I, well, I don't know I think if she's, she's got like, French Canadian, but she's I think got she's Canadian. real Canadian. Yeah, I'm just the ones that they kicked out and moved to Louisiana. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no. I'm oh, the one no. that they sold the swamp to for like three hundred dollars or like oh, three thousand dollars. However dude. the however that story in history goes. Yeah, that's Jokes how we wound up down there. Gator tastes great. I know, right? We yeah. all got some good cuisine. Look down at us now. Yeah, all right. We all got that. Cajun Creole. I have a grandmother yeah. that still speaks that still uh, speaks that. So of course they That's never taught so me, which is just the way things go. So all right, <laughs> so high attention French film directed by. Um, since you are on there, do you know how to say this, Alexandre Aja? Aja? Yeah, I don't. But okay, I think I think <laughs> oh, that man, sounds. Man, okay. You know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Ale- Alexandre A uh, was the director on this film. I'm not going to give a big. Uh, read out like I usually do with these films. Like I said, we're just going to kind of talk about the film. So if you want to know more about who's in it, I think, you know, it's a French film. So most of us 
you know, who are just watch a lot of American cinema, you're not going to know who the actors and actresses are. Uh, probably not even really know who the director and producer and all that, mm-hmm. that different people are in there. So feel free to look that up for yourself and see the other films that they were in. I didn't really recognize any of them uh, that Same. stood out to me. So, but I do want to say, even though I was about to cover this film, full disclosure. All right. Shocking all time. Uh, first time seeing this film all the way through in its entirety. First time. Wow. Yeah. Really? Been, I didn't yeah. Know so that. that's why it's been on my list to watch. And the funny thing is the only parts that I've seen of the movie. Yeah. The ending scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> big, big so, spoiler. Yeah. So what was I surprised? And then <laughs> the, the, uh, the scene. Oh, and also, um, for those listening, if you need to know, we're going to, we're going to talk about all aspects of the film. So it's going to be spoilers spoiler heavy throughout. There is a big twist in this film. It will yeah. be ruined. Um, so I would encourage you to, if you haven't seen it, you know, watch it. Don't just watch the end first. Like I did. I didn't know it was just flipping through the channels. Yeah, so I saw the kind end. of a. Uh, do you have kind of a synopsis for the for the people that's spoiler free to you know how would you how would you get this movie in a nutshell? It's a it's a slasher, right? I mean, kind of yeah. French French slasher film. Yeah, it's going to be a French slasher. It's going to have what do they call it? Like they don't call it extreme horror, but intense. Yeah, horror or no, something I think like that. I, yeah, I think French extremist is extremist. Yeah, this is, yeah this French, is extremist French extremist horror, yeah. horror for sure. And apparently, yeah. it came out and was kind of the movie that reignited that like it was during Mm -hmm. a time when all that stuff was starting to make a reemergence and people were wanting to see films like this and 2003 uh we'll talk about some other films that came out around that time so you'll kind of get the gist of it but yeah it's more of a slasher film um psychological horror that kind of stuff but with a really heavy gore slasher element to it and i mean honestly some scenes hard to watch Mm-hmm, you know, some of the gore sure. is hard to watch, even for a seasoned horror fan, unless you just really like that kind of stuff, like Saw mm-hmm. and those other kind of kills. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that's because it's taken serious. The The movie yeah. takes itself serious 100% of the time. It it never uh, becomes a joke. And I think that helps the film immensely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's gritty. Yeah, it, it is gritty, even down to the the way the, the film itself looks. It has that weird greenish. Uh, kind of oh dark early two thousand. Yeah, like yeah, every film. I'm so yeah. sick of that shit. So, still, <laughs> yeah. it's just a weird contrast on everything. So yeah, yeah. But and it also, uh, it's kind of got a final girl uh, element mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. So that those mm-hmm. are going to be our, our. I guess your heroes of the film. I don't always get the words yeah. protagonist antagonist no, you're right. mixed up. You're right. right? Yeah. And it has a you know a burly brute who is scary. You know, Indeed. so that's kind of the. Yeah, that's I guess a spoiler-free synopsis. Free as I can get it. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, sure. no, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, you've been warned, y'all. Go, yeah, go yeah. watch that if Coming that in sounds hot. interesting. Coming in hot and, right uh, after this one. Otherwise, you got nothing to complain about. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, I saw the ending scene, and then I saw the scene with the uh, that big. It's called a K twelve saw. That big circular saw that goes yeah, through the window. The saw. And so the two. Just seeing those two scenes, you can imagine how wild it was to watch the movie all the way mm-hmm. through for the first time. Mm-hmm. And to see all that, I was like, holy shit, I cannot believe it made it that much cooler <laughs> yeah. for me. But something I pointed out to you when we first started talking about uh, you coming on and us talking about this was the ending scene. And if if that's all you saw, there is a scene of like absolute manic uh driving love for another person and that's a, that's essentially what got me really interested in this film was when i saw mm-hmm. that one scene it was just so dramatic and 
uh, I don't know, just, just like there was so much passion and emotion in that one scene. And it was so simple. I mean, it was someone reaching for someone and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks full crazy. This looks awesome. Crazy. Yeah. Full on crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So first topic, I don't know if you brought some topics, but I have I one. I sure did. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll start with yeah. uh, an article from wickedhorror.com. And this is going to be, uh, we're going to get right into the controversy, Curtis. We're going to dive right in. And I'm sure you probably have something on there too, but I didn't know this. And after watching, I wanted to see like what kind of stuff is around this film. Sure. Wickedhorror.com has an article written by Justin Steele named The Intensity of High Tension, A Look at Plagiarism in Horror. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Cue wow. sound effect. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if you'd read any of this, but it says that this movie is a direct ripoff of Dean Koontz's book, Intensity. Interesting. Never read it. I don't know if you've read it. I've not I have read not. A lot of, I've read maybe two Dean Koontz books. But, I, uh, um, yeah, I've, I haven't read him because I know Stephen King, I think, has beef with Dean Koontz. And oh, yeah. it's not like, <laughs> you not like the <laughs> tremendous fan of Stephen King, but I'm like, if Stephen King calls him unoriginal, then I'm like, you know, <laughs> I don't even love Stephen King all the time. So like... Yeah, yeah, doesn't, so he probably doesn't knows sound what he's up talking my alley. About. Sure, yeah, I see. Well, I see. It, it, it's you know, I want something that's not on a shelf at eye level when I'm in the bookstore. Sure, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm looking. Oh, yeah. I'm looking slightly up or slightly down. I don't want to go all the way to the bottom shelf to find it. You know, that's right. I will yeah. if I have to. If I'm looking for something specific, <laughs> but like you know, when I when I see it when I see it at Walmart and I see it at Target, I'm right. Like, yeah. Mm. Maybe yeah. not. For and me. it's got a discount sticker on it. You're like, okay, well, yeah. I'm sure this yep. is just some kind of weird <laughs> smut. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. So the book Intensity, it was written in 1997 and was also turned into a two part mini series short, shortly thereafter. And apparently, this mini series almost has some frame for frame shots from wow. this particular movie. And mm. I was like, no fucking way. All right. So the article goes on to say that the film, uh, the the high tension film in and of itself they felt it was successful and these are this is this Justin Steele guy saying this he sure. did feel that the film was successful and that it had great elements of horror and all the stuff we talked about earlier you know with it just being a great you know just kind of just a solid horror flick it had the gore it had the the uh it was real intense you know it took itself seriously it had a scary you know bad guy in it and all that uh, but this guy says that's pretty easy to do when like 80% of your film is already written. So that's this dude's beef is that um, the uh, Alexandre uh, Aja came out, made this film, and then didn't really give credit that mm. his influence came from Dean Koontz or any of that. It was never mm. explicitly said or or marketed that way. And uh, I guess here's my feeling about this. And I think it kind of goes back to maybe the, you know, the emergence of AI and all this kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. I just want to buck against it and say that I don't feel that that's totally true as far as him saying, well, 80% of the film is made. So of course, you know, it's got to be good because you're pulling from these wells of, yeah, what are you, you know, talent. About, man? They, right, they exactly. shot the film. 0% of the film was made before they started it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, it's, know? He, you know, and I think there's plenty of remakes that suck and are, yeah. I mean, I'd say arguably most of them, you know, mm -hmm. to some degree suck because the movie's already written. They're just trying to redo what's already been done. And mm -hmm. so, you know, for this dude to say, well, 80%, I think really, I'm just going to hate on it because I really like the film. And so for yep. this guy to shit on it, it just kind of bugs me. No, I'm with but, you, uh, man. Yeah. He, uh, let's see. He also said that the, he did acknowledge that the killer is different and the addition of the extreme gore and the big twist at the end. 
And I said, well, fuck me. So what are you talking about? That's a whole different story. Yeah. What, I said, did you, <laughs> do you think that like, oh, there's one slasher with a with a psychological reveal out there? I hope nobody ever does that again. Like, yeah, what? I mean, yeah, it's Friday the 13th plagiarizing Halloween or like, yeah, if I, if I wrote a story of uh, a girl with golden locks and she goes and eats three bears and then a hunter shoots her, did I just plagiarize, you know, Goldilocks and the three bears? It's a whole now, different story. You're just, yeah, that being yeah. said, I mean, you would call that like, like Goldilocks revenge or so, you know, right? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I think right, you'd be yeah. honest about the, right, yeah. you know, that. You're like, so, this is a spinning, a retelling yeah, of the, right, yeah, yeah. retelling. But yeah. I hear and you. I, yeah. And I think that's maybe this guy's, even though he talks about all this stuff. His main beef was just that the guy didn't give credit in the beginning to say, hey, because he showed a couple screenshots of a mm. couple of the scenes. And they are, you know, I would say mm -hmm. scene for scene, you know, the the people are staged in the same way. Maybe the scene itself is kind of staged in the same way. Mm -hmm. And just that he didn't acknowledge that. But you know what? For what this film is and like we talked about the extremist for and all that, he he didn't want to. I would say if I was making it, I don't want to market this as a Dean Koontz film. You yeah. know what I mean? Or a Stephen King film or any of that. It's like, I want audiences to make their own opinion and enjoy this for what it is instead of coming in because it, once you slap a label on it or you market mm -hmm. it a certain way, people are going to come in with that, with that lens first. So you're either going to have people hate it because it wasn't, well, that's not what happened in the Koontz book, or mm -hmm. you're going to have people come in and love it because, well, that's not what happened in the Koontz book. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, yeah, I feel like this dude's taking a little, uh, I think that's insane. I mean, for me personally, I care about what the creator thinks, you know, mm -hmm. does Dean Kunst feel like he was plagiarized and, and does the miniseries feel like they were plagiarized? There are so many movies that have a shot for shot, like homage to, so sure. I mean, like shot for shot, you know, no, but like a shot in their film. Right. Uh, we covered the movie Perfect Blue, which is an anime, a Japanese anime film. Uh, and that has a particular scene that like as part of our fun facts that we did for that episode, there's a scene in there that is directly like framed the same way as a, a scene in Requiem for a Dream, a live action film. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah it's, I remember you guys I, talking about that. Directors love that stuff. You know, like it, it's I and I think that, you know, at least the worthwhile ones have uh you know as long as something's done with reverence and the person's trying to do their own thing i think people really appreciate uh you know the head nod to stuff the the latest evil dead movie the evil dead rise has mm -hmm. a, a the elevator opens and a bunch of blood comes out that's yeah. exactly the shining you know right, like yeah. and you don't see people no you see people being like oh my gosh that's the shining yeah nobody yeah is exactly like, yeah, oh no they one's... plagiarized the shine yeah, no they, it's they robbed that yeah, yeah, like artists, all the great artists, all the honest great artists say that it starts as stealing. You know, you mm. see something you like, your early art career is just you trying to be the people that you're obsessed with, you know? Right. So like this filmmaker might have seen that and been like, oh my God, that was so good. Yeah, and so he smart, also yeah. clearly loved the French extremist. I don't know what the classics of that genre are, but like, mm -hmm. you know, he was clearly wearing his influences on his sleeve for that sure. film i don't think yeah. you know i doubt that they would be like no i did something completely original that nobody's ever done before so yeah i think this yeah. person maybe just doesn't understand the the ins and outs of art <laughs> right and i feel like he's trying to set you know if you are gonna if he is gonna say that then you say well where is the bar at what percentage mm -hmm. is it plagiarism and is it what percentage is it just an ode to this film or just an influence 
from a particular film. I mean, to show a frame for frame shot and it's just like behind someone's head of a bedroom. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's going to look the same in any film, you know? So, yeah. uh, Yeah. I just saw that. and I thought it was interesting. Just like I said, with the the AI talk about art and different things and now Mm -hmm. AI can write stories and all, you know, music songs and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's so weird. Uh, I talked to someone that was, I want to say she's probably 21, 22 Mm-hmm. And uh, in in art school, and I was asking her about it. I said, "What do you think about this AI stuff as an artist? You know, what do you think?" And it's so funny because, I, I, you know, how we how people, you know, I would say thirty and above feel about it is totally different than these kids that are like nineteen to twenty two. They sure. just see it as another tool. You know, of mm-hmm. course, their art's not getting ripped off. You know, and yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not all that kind yeah. of stuff yet. But you know, she said, "Well, sometimes if I need ideas." for mm-hmm. something. She goes, I might put something in there that I'm thinking about and then yes. maybe just try to get inspired, you know? So it's yep. another tool for them, but yeah, you know, exactly. I wouldn't say that she's, you know, copying or whatever, you know, like, and even though those are, Precisely. Things, you know, those AI ideas are, are, uh, 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 amalgamations. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. My yeah. brain hurts Amalgamation. In a, in yeah. a, a, of, of a shit ton of other people's work, but that's kind of what your yeah. brain does anyway. We're all, yeah. Uh, Carson said in an interview one time we were he said you know nothing exists in a vacuum yes and you know we're all born blank slates we're all influenced by just everything we see hear touch feel whatever so mm-hmm. I feel like there's such a the line is just it's weird for me to figure out where that line is and yeah. I would be just as pissed as anyone if somebody you know plagiarized my stuff or mm-hmm. you know if somebody mm-hmm. was you know, using my show and getting paid for it or whatever like that, or using yeah. AI to take my voice and promote their shit. Right. You know, I would be mad, but like I said, with, with this guy, it's just so hard to define where the line is, unless it's just blatant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But for, I, for horror movies and stuff, I do feel like you said, this is just, you know, he probably saw that was influenced by it and didn't think too much, but in um, fact, he, yeah. I mean, like he may have been making that film and been like, I, I love this other thing so much that I want to put a, sh-, you know, like he, he could have done it with full consciousness, you know, put yeah. that shot in there. He's like, yeah, I, I love that. So, you know, if that director sees my movie, then maybe he'll be like, Hey, I saw you, you know, like, yeah, that's cool. There, there's yeah. a mutual respect there. Um, You know, it's, it's seconds of a much larger whole um, on the note of AI, you know, as as an artist myself, I've, I've been in the, you know, the creative sector for the last, you know, five to 10 years. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that the most troubling thing is people that are releasing AI art and as, as if it were their own, uh, you know, yeah. in a similar way to somebody who paints a painting that takes them 80 hours to do. Sure. A yeah. person who, you know, it takes them 80 seconds to get back the prompt, you know, it takes them mm-hmm. five seconds to write it. And, uh, and, and specifically, um, I know that there's trouble in the book world right now. A lot of people are doing covers, uh, in AI and then selling them for a hundred bucks. And that is taking away from people who go to art school, who work very hard to, to try to be a cover illustrator. And, uh, that is not cool. I think using AI art to sell artwork and to make a profit is not okay. I think being an artist and using it as a tool for ideation is very okay. And AI, the technology is not going anywhere. I mean, none of us Mm -hmm. are kidding ourselves and thinking, oh, if we shut this shit down, it'll go away. No, we, but, but the difference is 
if, if you can use it to augment your skills and to amplify them and to make you a better artist, you know, I've, I've even tooled around with it a little bit here and there at the same stage, like you said, with the young person that you talked to, uh, at the same stage where I would be going through pages and pages of Google images. I want to, sure. you know, I'm looking at poses of art models that might be close to an idea I have in my head. You know, what's it look like yeah. when somebody's holding a sword or something like that? Then I'm going to look at like, every type of monster in the book because I like I'm like okay so I want this thing that like is kind of like a dragon and it's kind of got you know a sea monster vibe you know so I'm looking through thousands of reference images well now right. with AI it it right like you said it's an amalgamation of these things it's it's great at that initial step of just like show me 40 different images you know I'm gonna type in tentacly dragon thing you know not cthulhu you know yeah yeah <laughs> it's gonna right. gonna spit out some stuff and and a lot of the times i mean i've i've put some stuff in and i've been like yeah that's, that's just not doing it for me but it mm. gives me enough I, of an idea of what i don't want that i go in um sure. but you know i'm still starting from scratch and i am not tracing that ai image i'm not photo i'm not you know photoshopping that sure yeah you're not something. yeah um but you know as a tool for for ideas to come out of i think that that's something all artists are gonna have to learn how to do um or yeah. or if you don't i mean just like why wouldn't you you know like sure coming up with the ideas or or when you have a real loose thing in your head and need to to kind of put that in more definitive terms like yeah. Why wouldn't you use something that well, makes that part of the process a little bit easier on you and, I, and and without plagiarizing it yourself, you know? Sure. I think it'll be, like you said, no one's lying to themselves and saying that it's not going to get, it's not become more and more prominent, even to the point I would say, let's just say not even in the near, near future, let's say 50, mm -hmm. 50 years or something like that, that you'll yeah. have like AI artists, you know, like yeah. they will be artists who use this technology to create something you know it's it it's all these things put together but it's original because they put the prompts together or they That's use those prompts right. in a certain way or whatever so yeah maybe it'll become even an artist own, yeah and it, they use the ai to to inf you know to to reference their art to make yeah, more to art make something, or something else so i think yeah, i don't know it's definitely and that's kind of scary it's like the death of uh the newspaper or something like mm -hmm. that i mean i think it's kind of one of those things where it just phases out and it's mm -hmm. it sucks to think like well, am I just like the old dude that this is like, well, in my day, we use paintbrushes and pencils mm -hmm, and rubber mm -hmm. erasers, not this goddamn robot. You know? <laughs> that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, it's, you know, things die out and things change and then they'll yep. uh, hopefully be a renaissance and there'll still be people who want, you know, it'll be that's rare. right. You yes. find a painting and you'll be like, it'll just be a simple cartoon of, you know, I don't know, fucking Daffy Duck or something that someone yeah. drew and painted and it'll hopefully be worth shit ton of money because people are like yeah this guy this this yep. person did this you know with their hands like you can see the brush strokes and it'll be a beautiful thing i mean we still have art that sits in museums today that is worth uh that's you know that uh can't, a monetary value can't be put on it you know because mm -hmm. of its brilliance or whatever it was and it was painted by hand so hopefully you know those things yeah. still exist but it's it's unfortunate oh, exactly exactly i mean like i know how to use photoshop illustrator you know all these digital programs you know I, i'm sure that those were treated with uh with a lot of um you know unsurety uh yeah. from the the generation above me that that used to you know do like blueprinting with rulers and shit like oh, that sure, you know, yeah. there's all these <laughs> yeah. tools that do the measuring for you and things like that yeah um, you know, so like some apprehension is is yeah, change is scary for everybody. I get that. 
uh, that being said, you know, it's the same thing with the energy industry, you know, like, yeah, all these coal jobs are gone, but like, y'all can get the training to, to do solar panels, you know, less, less, you know, like energy yeah. is still need, you know, there's, there's still a need for artists out there. The people that I'm shaming are those people who are like, just blatantly like, oh, I, I yeah. mean, we'll, we'll use a great example, uh, yeah. you know, uh, PL and, um, mm-hmm. who is it? Uh, was it Tentative Press? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Tentative Press. Sure. Yeah. So they, I think they've been hit twice now with AI yeah. fraud, you know, where someone yeah. submitted something and they used it. A cover. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, later, you know, it was brought to their attention that, Hey, this might be AI. They sent it mm-hmm. through, I guess, some type of program that can test yeah. for that. And then they found out and then later found out, you know, I guess maybe the, whoever sold it to him came clean yeah. and, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff, that's just, that's, that's just fraud. I mean, that's, you know. and, it, and it takes away from the people on the bottom of the thing. It takes away from people that have wanted to be artists their whole life. You know, like yeah. somebody else could have gotten their first cover job ever because of that thing yes. and had their dreams furthered, you know, and all their hard work validated just a little bit. And we're talking about sure. like $75 for like some, yeah, art exactly. that, you know, cause I know that they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's not a lot, but like, yeah. And, and I think that so many of the, these, quote unquote AI artists, the people you see posting like 50 images a day on Instagram and shit. Sure, and it's like, yeah. yeah, it looks cool. But like those people didn't, they're not self-trained artists. They didn't right. go to any kind of schooling for it. Not saying that you have to, but again, they didn't work at all. They just yeah. hopped on this thing and now they're calling themselves an artist. And yeah. that is, it's, it's disingenuous and uh, yeah, man, support it's- people who are working hard, you know? Yep, for sure. Anyone yep. that's, you know, using their own talent and hard work and all that, I think should be rewarded. And I think it's better to look at, you know, I I try to, we have some art in our home that we like to hang up and stuff. And I try to yeah. make sure it's someone, you know, a, someone off fucking like Etsy or something. You know what that's I mean? I'd much rather have that. Yeah. yeah. To be like, it, it tells more of a story than something that's super polished or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Unless it's someone that, you know is providing that kind of art anyway we got off on the side yeah, yeah. Uh, we got off on a tangent here but you you being an artist you know that's why i wanted to bring it up to just kind of no, see I appreciate I knew you that. would bring in uh, a different side to this even though this is on the film side i knew just the talk of ai and plagiarism and that kind of stuff uh would would kind of resonate with you a little bit uh yeah yeah but- yeah disclaimer you know i don't know either of the people involved i don't know really anything about the director of high tension you know i like the movie pretty well um and and i don't know anything about this writer and i don't know anything about the thing that he feels like it's plagiarizing but you know just just people who see two things and they're like plagiarism i'm like that's yeah. a big accusation <laughs> yeah, yeah that gets you kicked out of college if you do that shit like sure you know it, that's uh don't just go throwing those words around. And in this case, it doesn't, at least right. to me, it doesn't sound like anything. Right. And it, you know, and again, I think he says in there, like, I think in a later interview, he did acknowledge that s- some influencer, it was a, it was just like mm-hmm. one sentence of like, influence yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. I, I know. I, I acknowledge that there's similar similarities between yeah. these two. Things that but like I said, I think it would be for me with this film and knowing the Dean Koontz books that I have read, I would mm-hmm. say it was more of a marketing issue. The yeah. fan, the fan base is different. You don't want to lose any fans. And I think he would have had he put because this guy was like, he should have put it on the front of the DVD, like, oh you know, God. inspired by Dinks. I was like, dude, 
Get out of here, dude. They're running out of articles, bro. Dean but Kunst right. has enough money, man. Yeah, Dean <laughs> Kunst didn't, he didn't pursue Dean it. Dean Kunst, number one fan. Yeah, yeah and, and he didn't pursue it. It said it, yeah, uh, right. later on that Dean Kunst acknowledged it, saw the film, said he thought it was, you know, okay, and that he didn't pursue. Possibly derivative a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man, he wasn't that's, worried that's about the it. only, everybody's got to take their cue from that. Everybody thinks they're defending Dean Kunst like he doesn't live in a fucking mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he probably Dude. made it halfway through the film. He's like, eh, okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as exactly. soon as the bad guy was different, the ending was weird. He was like, yeah, oh, looks good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So we're going to move on. <laughs> Let me know what is. Uh, so with this film, what made it good? What made it bad for you? What What are some things that uh, you wanted to point out about this film? Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of the things that stood out to me, especially, uh, are, as you kind of mentioned, I thought that the design of the killer in this film is great. I think that he's right in there with a Mike Myers, you know, I mean, you know, perhaps he didn't have, I mean, (laughs) considering the story, he clearly didn't have the stay power for like a franchise, but like, yeah. You know, this guy has like big nasty boots and he's got a ring. I, I love the uh the keychain that he has that has a little head on it because yeah. he's got a thing for people's heads, That's as right. we know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's on the back of his uh his nasty kind of biker jacket too. Yeah. It's it's got the same kind of it's, it's kind of like the the classic happy face, but it's not exactly it's yeah, kind of meaner looking it's got like that a somehow. X in the eye or something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, somewhere between Fight Club and, and the happy face a little bit or something I, like that. I thought too, it's funny that I mean, he just looks like a dirty, like working man. Yeah. And so yeah. I thought, I don't know. Real if blue was, collar energy. Yeah. I don't know sure. if he was trying to go into that some more, you know, if there was something to do with that, you could look deep, too deep into anything. But yeah, like you said, <laughs> just dirty boots, yeah. dirty like coveralls, his hair's nasty. And when they yep. show close ups of his hands. Oh my God. That's in my notes guilty. as well. The yeah. hands. If this was our show and I was awarding it an Oscar, absolutely yeah. for nastiest fingernails because this right. dude's yeah. fingernails are grimy yeah. his hands are gross they, yeah they, I, they, <laughs> they really nailed you... uh just i mean just disgust like a dude that's just disgusting you know what i mean and yeah. obviously his yeah. acts you know were that are that way too so i thought that was really good though that they were able to yeah you know, cast him and then costume and all that kind of stuff it really fit the yeah uh, the story it did. Yeah. Yeah. The creep factor was high on this dude. I, I don't know if you if you had this moment, but uh, at a certain point I was like, and, and he's got this hat on this kind of trucker hat that kind of covers his eye. You see his mm-hmm. face, but it obscures him a little bit. Yeah. But uh, from the cheekbones down, he looks an awful lot like Donald Trump to me. Oh, he got, <laughs> he's yeah, got, he's got similar the jowl. bones. Yeah, he's he got, got the, the jowls. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, his chin and kind of his bone structure is reminiscent <laughs> of that, which you know, all the more the holy disgusting shit, dude. For I didn't me think personally. about that at all. <laughs> now that you said that, I can't unsee that. And now it's <laughs> you gotta a freaking, go to it's Google a whole different and look, movie. At, look at the two next to each other. Holy but, shit! Uh, yeah, so I just thought that was really funny. Um, yeah, yeah, and and he has great physical acting throughout the movie. You know, mm-hmm. he he's got this deliberate slow you know but kind of stompy walk to him mm. um and yet he you know creeps up on like the like when he kills the dude in the gas station um all yeah. of a sudden he's like right behind him so he's got yeah. you know he's got this kind of uh almost a little bit of supernaturalness to him For and sure. uh i don't want to you know blow the spoiler until you're ready to but uh you know dude, there, maybe whenever, that's whenever you want blow well it. Blow just that to top. we won't blow it yet but uh okay you know um 
that, you know, that may be kind of the, the, there may be a reason why he, he has a little bit of supernaturalism sure, to him because yeah. he may not fully be based in reality, shall yeah, we say? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I thought he was awesome. I loved um, Marie, the main character. I thought that she is incredibly smart at the beginning of the film when she's, you know, uh, uh, the killer kind of bursts into the house and we should definitely talk about that opening sure. scene because it's oh. a great, you know, yeah. great bloodbath of a time. But she uh, right away realizes that somebody is in the house, you know, that there's 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 a murderer in the house sort of. And she she goes about her room really fast and tries to make it look like nobody's in that room. She like, yeah, makes that was the bed. That she was wipes a, out the sink. Yeah. So there's not water in it. You know, like she does all these things. And I just thought that's like you almost never see that that type of fast paced thinking, even yeah. even in a final girl, you know, like. Um, yeah. But I just really appreciated that intelligence um, as well as, you know, when we see her at the gas station and she kind of has to break her way out of the back of the van and then, you know, hide from him on the other side of the car. Um, yeah. I just thought that she's a real smart character. And again, that's the, you know, there's kind of a reason that she's <laughs> a so reason, good yeah, at avoiding sure. <laughs> this person. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love um, the scene in the bathroom with uh, where she, you know, the killer comes in to, to just piss. He just comes uh, in to piss. Yeah. And it was a good time too. I I thought the timing of that, that that's another thing about this film, just the, the flow, the timing, Mm -hmm. the pace, everything to me, I felt was just so spot on. Um, Mm -hmm. Once we kind of have the reveal, I I felt it got a little hokey only, you know, because the dude, his face is all like, you know, it's got all the glass on it. He's all cut up or whatever. And then he he doesn't have that slow menacing saunter. Now he's just full blown maniac. Right. He's just fighting. And, um, you know, and it, it almost made it, it it borderlined on getting a little, you know, over the top at that point. But uh, I do like the part where he comes in to piss or whatever. Cause I was kind of the only time you can breathe. I mean, this is one of those movies where you're holding your breath just as much as the main character is. And I thought that was, that was really awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it me, is. Uh, and and you're simultaneous, you know, like you're like, oh, he's just peeing, you know, but at the same time, the main character is still in the same room as him. And right, you, are yeah. holding, you know, it's it is it's like a juxtaposition of that. That's that's pretty well done. Yeah. 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 Can we talk about that first? The first kills of the film, if you will. Yeah, the first uh, let's talk about the whole opening. I mean, it's really hard to talk mm-hmm. about without spoiling. So uh, we'll go <laughs> ahead and just kind of open it up. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll, do it. we'll just go ahead and say that we find out at the end of the film that the the killer doesn't exist. The killer is your final girl. So That's it's kind right. of like a Norman Bates kind of thing uh, with the whole, you know, psycho, like he is the killer, but it's his mother or whatever. So uh, the main character in the film who has been Marie. running Marie, who has been trying to help her friend escape from this psychotic killer, the whole film, we find out that it's in her head and that she is, the actual killer and that what you've been watching this whole time is just kind of her projection of this other person. So it's sort of a fight club, sort of a, mm-hmm. you know, psycho yeah, kind of thing fight club thing. Yeah. And, um, but it, it's just done so well. And I loved in a bunch of the reviews and comments, everyone was trying to put all this stuff like, well, there's no way this could have happened or what mm-hmm. was going on during this. Oh, point. there's holes for sure. There's holes. But, but my, my whole argument to smash all that, and maybe it's just an easy way out is mm-hmm. the very opening scene we see legs, uh, we see someone, it looks like they're in a hospital and they're all beat yeah. up, like they're bloody, they got scars. She's got those staples on her back, which I thought was yep. fucking gnarly. Yeah. And um, 
if we take that scene and then the next scene and the very ending scene and put those two together and say that is just let's just say that's two minutes of film like that's the whole film everything mm-hmm. in between that is just in her head so we can't yeah. i can't remember if it was on your show or someone else's that they were talking about the uh unreliable narrator that'd be so, dead languages pod. that would be dead languages yeah the unreliable mm-hmm. narrator so i'd never heard that phrase before i understand yeah. what they meant but just that phrasing in particular i'd never really yeah. heard it before but yeah. that's exactly what she is so our opening scene is our last scene so everything in between is just her mind of what she was thinking of so the to say there's a plot hole is to say that she didn't remember it right, but we don't know mm-hmm. if any of that happened. Yeah, so even- we we know that. In fact, we know exactly that she doesn't remember it right because yeah. she's been seeing a person that's not there the right. whole movie that is actually her. And yeah. so my whole thing when I watched it was even when the girl comes back to see her at the end, so her friend that she has been trying to help escape this person that doesn't exist, which is actually, you know, her, she's actually been trying to kill her friend and all this stuff this whole time, whatever. It doesn't make sense now as we talk about it, but maybe it will. Um, Even when she comes back to see her, we don't even know if all that shit happened for all we know. You can make up anything. You could just say, okay, they got in a car wreck Mm -hmm. and they found out that she had killed some other people. And then that girl was just coming back to see her. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, the film shows you everything in between the beginning and the end. And to Mm -hmm. me, None of that, uh, you, you can't trust any of that. So yeah, there's, there's yeah. plot holes or things that don't make sense and all this stuff because whatever she's remembering is not even what fucking happened. We and we have no clue, but if you, do, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I was going to just, just jump in the, uh, you know, we do get, you know, for me and I'm sure for you too, you know, you're playing devil's advocate here. Like, yeah, nothing sure. in the movie has to be real except for, you know, ex- you know those, the, these couple instances, but right. you know, we do, we, we see the police officers seeing footage of mm-hmm. her and she is yeah. not present for that. So we know that, that she was in the gas right. station. Yeah, yeah. You know, we know that a lot of the things in the film are happening, but you're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, and, and one of the things that I really appreciate just to talk about a specific here, uh, after the gas station scene where she gets separated from her friend, the killer hops back in the truck and drives off without them. She makes a call to the police and says, help, my friend's been kidnapped. You know, she tries mm-hmm. to ID the truck. It's really frustrating because the police are, are being bad at their job. Yeah. And, well, she, uh, she, and she's being mm-hmm. shitty at explaining. She's just kind of, she I is, mean, she obviously yeah, she's panicked for sure, yeah, for sh- which you know, makes sense in the film. I mean, it's it not, does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, like maybe there's kind of a, a little bit of um avoiding it on, per- you know, maybe she yeah. subconsciously is kind of not giving them all the information because she is right. the killer she too. Knows, but yeah. anyways, she jumps in this muscle car that's yellow with pinstripes on it. You know, sure. it's a very, it, it, it's a, uh, and, and uh, it's a bit of change of, of tone there where Mm -hmm. now she's chasing after the killer the whole movie she's been kind of like hiding from him and playing timid now she's going after him and uh you know for me the fact that she's in like the most classic cliche you know it's a muscle car yeah it's like flawless yeah of course that thing that that to me is like yeah that's not real you know, like sure, that's, yeah, that's, that's a fantasy her perception. Vehicle, yeah, like, that's yeah. right. She's having a fantasy about being a hero, you know, going to save her friend when in actuality she's in the car, in the, in the truck, you yeah. know, or, uh, or, or whatever it is, you know, maybe it's not even the truck. Maybe it's the family car yeah. that she and her friend drove to the countryside in at the beginning of the film. And she's right. just imagining it as this like murder van or whatever. But 
Um, yeah, so so there's things like that where I think the movie does a good job of giving you a visual thing that is so out of place that it's like, that's your cue to me, even though the director never tells you, sure. no, there was no muscle car. Uh, that to me, I'm like, that's a visual cue that like, yeah, that thing's out of place. That's that's to me, right. that's yeah. not real. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think with this film, too, it's just so cool that you don't ever i don't know first time watching i think if you see this film once you're going to want to watch it again yeah because you're going to try to look for all this well like where was the clues where you know yeah. like watching um uh, uh what was it called memento the, or yeah, uh, memento or know, the sixth sense or something like yes. that when you, yes. when you watch those films you want to go back and look at those and be like well where were the clues where was mm -hmm. this and that and mm -hmm. like you said i think the director did a great job of not giving you all the answers maybe yeah. even tripping you up a little bit maybe yeah. you know just putting shit in there like you said two different vehicles or the opening scene, of course, where the dude's getting a blowy from just the head. Yep, like yep, he's got yep. a severed head of one of his victims in his truck and yep. you hear some slurping going on. Yeah. And then uh, and, he, and he's talking dirty to it, too. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Look yeah. You're something, right. something creepy and, like that. And, and you're wondering what's going on inside this uh, Jeepers Creepers looking fucking truck. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then he just tosses uh, a head out, a, a head, severed yeah, head. That's severed that, head. That looks like it's been dead, you know for a minute so <laughs> yeah you know yeah. like i remember that part in the film i was like well when the hell did this happen like is yeah. it, this doesn't make sense but again and if that's it's all one that, head, yeah that's one of the bigger holes where i'm like yeah that that doesn't make and and then you know like yeah when we never see marie see the the nasty old truck so what's mm -hmm. you know where does she get the truck how does she find out about you know that doesn't but like I don't know, man. It's not a perfect film. Yeah. What do you want? Shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. And as far as like, yeah, like I said, you know, I think that the the muscle car, on the other hand, I really like that one where it's like, yes, this right. is a hole in the plot. The director is telling you that it's a hole in the plot because it's, yeah. it's, it's doesn't make sense for it to be, you know, so it, it's the only bright thing in the whole movie. The whole movie's in that 2003 oh blue gosh, green yeah. <laughs> hue. So um can we on the note of uh of like clues and stuff so this was my second time seeing this film i i saw it when i was in high school so it's been a number of years but of sure. course the twist stuck with me you know so i oh, knew yeah. going in what was going to happen of course um and i was able to watch it with that you know second viewing of the sixth sense kind of knowledge um and some of the things that i noticed that i you know my symbolism brain you know lit up but uh in marie's room in the guest room that she stays in at the beginning of the film did you notice the butterflies decorating the wall there are these like i think they're just prints like art prints of butterflies i don't think they're um okay yeah. me, but like there's yeah. like three three little pictures of butterflies we see them in the background of a couple shots but you know, a butterfly is, you know, themes of metamorphosis. It's, right. And a you know, change, yeah. Exactly. And sure, we yeah. have a very big change happening in Marie's character. So that to me is a very that's, intentional. Yeah, that's um, well, I, I didn't think about that, but mm -hmm. there is uh, our opening scene and you can tell it's a French film because we have yes. very, uh, I would say, uh, french looking women i don't know what mm -hmm. i'm trying to say mm -hmm. let's just no, say yeah, you the, know what i'm saying the haircuts and the style the, they're bohemian the, yeah that all that kind of stuff and then like you know they're smoking and all this kind of yeah. stuff it's just very uh fucking cool yeah <laughs> but our our main per the person who ends up being the killer she wakes up from a dream and she even tells her friend like well she goes i had the craziest dream that i was being chased 
but she goes, somehow I felt like it was me chasing me or something. So, you know, they, they give yep. away the game right there, but you would exactly. never know. Exactly. You would never know. It. And, I uh, love that. There's nothing I like yeah. more when the director's like, let me tell you, let me save you the experience of watching sure. this film and tell you in one sentence what this film is. Yeah. And then you're going to watch the film and you're going to forget about that in a lot of mm -hmm. cases. And you're going to think it's something else. And then at the end, you're, you might not even remember that first scene. Yeah. You know, but. And, and I, I yeah, think sometimes I that. no one likes to be fooled. And I think especially watching a film, I think sometimes when people are fooled like that, I think it kind of leaves, leaves them a little salty for whatever reason, mm -hmm. maybe for whatever they got a chip on their shoulder or whatever, you yeah, know, yeah. but. But it's I thought that was awesome, you know, because she's kind of saying it right there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, it changes at the end where she's chasing her vision of that guy, you know, and, yeah. and jacking him up and all that kind of stuff. And, man, I don't know. I was just, it was just such a cool film for me. And also so I, I mean, like in the, what I write here, we got in the first 30 minutes we have uh we already said roadside severed head blowjays. Mm -hmm. We got female masturbation. We got smoking. We got a beheading on the yeah. stair stairs. Yes, that is and, that is my favorite kill. You want to break that specific yeah, down? Yeah, we'll, yeah, how, we'll, we'll how get that into happens. that. We got a we got a child that's gunned down uh, <laughs> yeah. like a dog in a field. I mean, and this is just in the first thirty minutes. And what's cool mm -hmm. is, um, you don't you know from the opening scene, you don't even know that's the kind of film you're getting into. As a matter of fact, it's kind of it's pretty shocking when the the first like crazy thing you see other than her being chased in the dream is the severed head getting thrown out. And for me, mm -hmm. it didn't feel like a film that was going to be like that. And then yep. all of a sudden that happened and then it just yeah. takes off from there, which I did like because it, I hate when films wait 45 minutes before they, you know, before your first kill or something happens. Sure. sure. So she's on the run. Um, the tension and the anxiety and everything kind of starts pretty pretty early on so living up to the title of the film yeah high tension <laughs> hot damn yeah oh shit yeah so uh but yeah you want to talk about the 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 kill scene there so when we go with the she's staying at her friend's house to study yep. for whatever and her family's there it's her mom it's her dad and her i guess her little brother but little he's brother, really yeah. little i guess they had kids i don't know 22 years apart or whatever you know <laughs> sure seems whatever like the that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah if you want to go into that yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you know, the 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 there's a ring of the doorbell, somebody who's ding, 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 you know, just pressing the doorbell over and over again. Dad goes downstairs to investigate. Killer comes in and, you know, kind of like is clearly stronger than him, overpowers him and, uh, you know, uh, slashes him up a little bit or something. But he uh, ends up running this guy's head between the banisters of mm. the the narrow stairway um uh you know what do like you call the handrail the, the slats uh, yeah on the, the slats handrail or whatever handrail, yeah. yeah so the guy's head is stuck there and then he, he he pushes a very heavy uh cabinet at high speed and dislodges <laughs> this guy's head from his body head pops right off barbie right. all style and there's blood just spurting everywhere it's just such an iconic and grotesque you know kill if you're if you're a fan of a bloodbath like that's got to go on somebody's list of like oh, sure. kills you know yeah and like i said as goofy as that sounds it it's it's terrifying enough and oh, yeah like i said the film takes it very serious you know that happens mm -hmm. and you also think like this dude like it's a very vulnerable position because it's in the middle of the night everyone's yeah. in their pjs and stuff like and, and that kind of stuff and the dude without 
you don't know any motive. No preamble. Point. You know, he's whatsoever. not trying to steal yeah. things. He's not trying to do nothing. It's just like, I'm going to come in. Walks right in and <laughs> just start, you know, killing people that live dad. in the house. Yeah. 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 Mercifully, we are spared. You know, this director does have a soul because we don't see the killer kill the dog. He does kill the dog. Oh, we yeah. See the sure, dog's forgot about the dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a St. Bernard, too, which is super cute dog. Yeah. His name is Hendrix or Andrix, on, on as yes. the French say. But <laughs> yeah, good dog. And it's sad to see him go, but it's definitely in character for the for the killer. But mercifully, we don't have to see right, the killer yeah. slash the dog open and uh yeah, small, small mercy there, but <laughs> it's so funny too because as you started to say that, I thought you were going to say the kid. We don't see the kid get shot uh, because when I... we we don't also, but we do but see him after. <laughs> we do see him after, but I was thinking because in other episodes you're like we don't. You're like I have no problem. You're like I th- I think more kids should be killed on on screen yeah, or whatever like man. that. You know, for horror movies, everyone shies away from it. You're like, you're let's, right. I let's do say in that there. in a lot of our episodes. I, yeah, I I just don't like movies avoiding something because they think, oh, we can't do that. You know, I'm like, right, if yeah. this is a movie about a heartless killer, don't save the kid through like, uh, you know, are you familiar with the the Deus Ex Machina? You know, the, uh, the machine of God. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. No, I don't no, mean not um, the, not that. The movie. I, no, I, I mean the expression that uh, no. uh, Deus Ex Machina no. what mean, means machine of God. And basically it's any device in a movie that's like the director just wrote this in to to make the movie work. It's like not a oh, logical okay. thing that comes along, but it's like something that just comes out of nowhere and either saves the day or, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah, like there's so many movies where it's like, Oh, the killer doesn't kill the kid because the kid falls down a garbage chute or something by accident. Sure, yeah. I'm like, get out of here, man. Like, yeah. just don't put the kid in that scene, period. Right. Or and yeah, I mean, like, I I rag on it. Everybody's entitled to like what they like. But I'm <laughs> sure. like, fucking bring it, man. Kill the kids. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Let's Do see it. it. That's uh <laughs> I know there was it looked like there was a scene of something like that in a movie, I think it's called the house that Jack built. And I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet because it looks like it's pretty intense too. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm ready to, to watch some, you know, I got to be in a mood to watch something like that, or yeah. I guess prepare myself yep. uh, mentally, you know, it's because it's one of those, I remember an interview uh, when they were talking about the Wes Craven's last house on the left. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was even saying like, this isn't a movie that you watch more than once, you know, like yeah. you might watch Friday the 13th or something like that. These right, other films right. scream, you know, the first scream or something. You might watch these movies cause they're fun. They're yeah. a little scary. He goes, but you know, movies like last house on the left and, you know, uh, I think maybe that film that the, the house that Jack built, I haven't mm-hmm, seen it mm-hmm. yet, but I think, uh, those are ones that you just watch one time. Cause you're just like, Holy shit. You know, it's yeah. an experience, but it's not something you just, I mean, maybe some people do, but it's just no, not, I'm, anything. I'm a little I'm not bit concerned about those people that do, because, you know, <laughs> right. I think the goal of those movies is to tell a story that breaks you a little bit or makes you question humanity or feel really, really like humanity is evil. Right. And I think that that's dangerous, man, that that threatens your existence or your worldview in a way that makes it harder for you to be a productive member of society. And, sure. uh, you know, it, like, hey, I dip my toe into those waters all the time. I have read uh, Jack Ketchum's The Girl Next Door, which is one of the most just brutally bleak books about just abuse you know and oh, yeah. there is nothing nice about it it is just like a horrible thing happening to a person that doesn't deserve it and yeah and and people who are powerless to do anything about it basically sure. 
Uh, you know, it, it's it's that thing is powerful. And I mean that in both the best and the worst way at the same sure, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you like you can't live in that place. And if you do, what does that say about you? Like you enjoy things like that. That's not right. Good. Yeah, that's not that's right, yeah. healthy, I think. So yeah, and that's yeah. And that's coming from two horror aficionados. We say right? this with okay. love. We say we say this, we with, say love, this with like... love, but we also say this is extreme horror fans who've seen tons yeah. and tons hundreds of films and, read and read all kinds of books but like you said i think uh you know i can hear someone be like oh these guys are fucking you know fucking posers you know, yeah you know? yeah whatever but, yeah fuck them <laughs> fuck them if I you mean, like hey you know we're trying to we're here for you that's right we want that's you right. to we're understand that you. like you know maybe and i'll you say watch uh something <laughs> maybe you should watch the original scream and chill out a keep, little bit <laughs> keep keep watching what you like but like go to therapy once a month yeah, you know, like yeah. just talk, just get talk to somebody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just just invite somebody under the hood. You don't have to not like what what you like, but like if that's the only thing that you like and you think everything else pales in comparison, you you your viewpoint of humanity looks nothing like the most of the rest of us. And sure, and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think you can you can get back in touch with yeah. that. You know, yeah, talk. Yeah, to you us, can you get. Know? Yeah, We're there's a different there's a different type of existence out there, and That's you can right. you can find it. Just yeah, exactly. Some people need exactly. Help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did want to talk about in this film another one of my favorite parts is uh, the cinematographer is Maxime Alexandre. and I guess that's how you say his name. But anyway, you can yeah. Google who the cinematographer is for this. <laughs> sure, but. I loved how this was shot because it generated a lot of the emotion and anxiety and fear and anticipation. And it was mm-hmm. all done with camera work. Obviously what was going on on film was so, this is an intense movie. It's intense sure. from start to finish. And like I said, Oh, real quick. The reason <laughs> I said the thing about the, uh, so the butterfly scene is also where our uh, final girl, but also killer she gets to her friend's house. She throws in some ear pods and it's time to fucking rub one out. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't, you know, yep. I don't, I know that's my first thought when I go to a friend's house late at night, but like, I thought it was funny <laughs> that I was like, is this the butterfly, the transfer, the transformation and all that. And I was like, is this going to be one of those films where it's like, Oh, she smokes and she's, she's going to like, she's going to touch herself and, and have, she's the bad girl. And that's yeah, why these yeah, bad yeah. things happen to her. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was wondering if that's where we were going with that. But right. also I thought, could you look at that and say, that's when her transformation happened because that's when the killer shows up is while she's doing that. And it's, it's like, so what I wonder where where does the f- switch get flipped? Well, yeah, but why that particular thing to happen? Like when mm-hmm. it when it flipped, or was it just trying to show two very, you know? Because you know, if uh, if you want to talk about touching yourself and orgasm and mm-hmm. all that, it's kind of this, uh, you know, not transcendent thing. I don't know. Maybe it is. Sometimes it can be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, some some people get it like that. So, but <laughs> I just thought that it was funny that it, the transition happened during that. And with mm-hmm. the ear pods, you know, that's her uh, flipping into this other persona. That's right. when this other persona is emerges. It comes, it, it emerges. So, yeah, uh, she and this person, this killer, is obsessed with her friend. So, mm-hmm. I wonder if the sexual frustration of she wants to be with this girl, but the girl is not interested. As a matter of fact, one of the first conversations they have is about a boy. She said, I think the our main uh, Emily, what's her name again? Uh, 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 Marie. Marie is asking yeah, and her, her friend's like, name you... is Alex. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, I love that she sounds like Jean-Claude Van Damme the whole time, too. Like, yeah, and so... Uh, 
so yeah so you know she's actually one of the first conversations they have in the car after she wakes up is about alex and asking her if she's going to date that guy yeah so i wonder if that's kind of because we find out at the end of the film that she is obsessed with alex and that's what causes all this Mm -hmm. but this the sexual frustration part and all that i you know and like this is one of those films where obviously this is what the director wants is conversations thinking overthinking underthinking and that kind of stuff but i just wondered like the power of that particular scene Mm -hmm. other than just being like yeah dude like this chick's like fuck yeah dude right right yeah it's definitely not that it yeah right yeah exactly it's not pornographic or Mm -hmm. meant to like uh you know, be sensational in the fact considering of like, how much gore is in the film. It's actually sure. a very tame scene, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All things considered. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. You're, you're, you're touching on uh pun intended um, something <laughs> that I think is, is really uh, actually kind of one of my problems with the film. And, and just to, to drop back to the, uh, the car scene that you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I, I, we get right away that, um, Marie is at least uh, it feels like Alex is making bad decisions by like hooking up with dudes left and right. right. And, uh, you know, possibly a little bit jealous, but we think it's in the way that like friends get jealous of what, you know, you're not spending yeah. time with me, you know, and, and right. You know, yeah. Even Cause like she that even asked Marie, she's like, like, well, what about you? When are you going to get with exactly? Guy yeah. Like so we know that Marie is not, not uh, flirting around, not really getting any, if you, if you know what I mean. Right. And, um, I think that the the most upsetting thing to me about this movie, uh, and I, 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 yeah, I mean this with no compliment to the movie. I think that it's a problem, is mm-hmm. that the sexuality of Marie. She is a lesbian, mm-hmm. um, you know, who loves who loves Alex, who who is yeah. in love with it, you know, or infatuated right. with Alex, yeah. whatever. She wants obsessed. to have sex sure. with her. Yeah, she's yeah. obsessed. Uh, is tied way too closely, you know. I think that it's wonderful to have killers, victims, final girls, whatever from the LGBT community. We need representation across all things. This should not sure. just be like, oh my God, all, now we have just gay, right, uh, yeah. heroes. gay killer. You know, we gay can still hero. have villains. Gay, yeah, right. right. But uh, but the problem for me is that this killer feels like they're a killer because she's a lesbian. And that's okay. fucked up. You know, right, like yeah. it's, it's it's saying that because, you know, it's it's treating lesbianism as as a deviance. And that's yeah. wrong to me. You know, like it is a natural, you know, some people like what they like, let them like what they like. And this movie is saying this person's a lesbian and it made them into a murderer. And that's <laughs> that's okay. kind of not on, man. You know, it, right, it yeah. might have 2003. That was, you know, not crazy out out of left field for somebody to say but it was still wrong and now sure. we're in 2023 and i'm like yeah that doesn't fly man don't you know <laughs> yeah like yeah. I, I, maybe i would consider that they were trying to say something different if i knew that the director of this film or the script writer was a lesbian person who was trying to make a, sure. a certain statement but yeah that's that's my one big issue with this film you know i think it's a well-made film but i am i am really annoyed with the fact that rather than just being a murderer who is a lesbian it seems like this is uh, a a murderer because she's a lesbian yeah i see what you're saying i don't i won't say i 100 percent agree with that just because i don't know mm-hmm. the guys the director or anyone's intent you know, was yeah. it his intent to say that lesbianism, you know, or, or being a homosexual is going to make you a killer? But yeah. like I said, I guess just 
because I felt like had you put anyone else in that role, if, if that was a dude and that was his obsession, like if it was the killer that was a guy, he was mm-hmm. still the killer. You know what I mean? Like he was still the the person that she was seeing. If you're watching the movie for the first time and you assume mm-hmm. that this uh, blue collar dude is the killer. Yeah. It looks like he's, you know, like he's the killer. You know, he's still yeah, our yeah. our uh, heterosexual, you know, uh, white dude that's like killing, like obsessed with this chick. And sure. he could never get girls like that. And like he has other pictures in the movie of other girls that he's killed on his dash yeah. or whatever that you see Which, so yeah i wonder you know you wonder how much of that is real or not yeah. real or you know? if if the uh if emily fuck i forgot her name again uh, uh, marie 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 <laughs> you wonder if marie has killed those other uh people you know she's just a serial killer is a serial killer whether mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. you know uh gay a good straight point. man woman uh yeah. trans by wh- whatever it is uh if you're a serial killer, you're still a serial killer, you mm-hmm, know? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, no, but then you, again, you make a really good point. Yeah. But, but then again, um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's diving into those scenes and seeing something like that. I definitely see mm-hmm. how that perception could be made. Right. And it's not like that's a super big leap. Cause that's why yeah. I said, you know, the fact that it's, she's obsessed with her and, you know, she's the sexual frustration part of it. Cause that's mm-hmm. what I was saying about that scene. Like, are they trying to say that sexual frustration yeah, makes you and, a murderer? Makes you, makes you makes a murderer. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, sure, oh, sure, because sure. you masturbate and smoke, like you're a killer, you know? So, you know, a <laughs> right. lot of films, right. Films have done that in the past. So it's not a big leap. Yeah. You know, we all know, we all laugh at the stuff from like the seventies, sure. you know, in the sixties of those films where it shows anyone having, you know, or, or in most slasher flicks, you know, it's like, oh, premarital sex and partying, you know, that's mm-hmm. why you are going to fucking die. You know, that's why you right. just, these people deserve to die. It's never just like right, a, right. a bunch of kids going to church and the mer- serial killer comes in and just starts stabbing everybody. Sure, you know, it's, sure. It's promiscuous, you know, people on the outskirts of whatever, you know, society at the time is saying is OK. And again, you know, there's a 2003 film. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't well, think well said. Well said. Yeah. And, but, uh, and to, to you know, to to clarify, you know, my feelings, I certainly don't feel like the director's evil. You know, I feel yeah. like this is an unintended concept, you know, like the sure. director probably wasn't like trying to say exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. But like you said, it's not a far jump. You know, you can see yeah. how people he would didn't make any together. effort. Yeah, he didn't make any effort to not make it seem that way. That's I right. guess and that's kind of what you're saying. That's yeah, the kind of thing that happens by accident usually. Sure. You know? and, yeah. and it's something that you know maybe I mean it takes a lot of self awareness. And and now we're in 2023, and yeah. people are getting with the program a bit more. So I, you know, if I if this movie came out in 23, I I would be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, like, it would be read different. Read the goddamn room, you know. Read, yeah, but, read the room. Yeah, that's a good way to put uh, it. Yeah, you know, or, but, and yeah, he would have people there that were in positions like that. That would. Exi- that could say that kind of stuff like hey man you know just read through the script we got this kind of stuff going on you know maybe uh, so i find i find the movie problematic not yeah you know yeah and it it clearly doesn't ruin the movie for me there's still a lot to appreciate about this thing i would still rate it you know reasonably high uh but yeah Yeah. i mean worth mentioning just because we are in 2023 and i feel like you can't watch a movie that has something like that without like you know saying hey definitely see that there's and, some stuff that's not cool going right, on there. Yeah. Or if you're some kind of hateful bigot, you can watch it and be like, yeah, <laughs> wow, that's, that's right. so cool. Yeah. Fucking, I f- yeah. Fucking told him, you know, there's somebody out there. <laughs> somebody can't wait, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, 
the uh so oh okay so the cinematography this guy it's a french film but i noticed it was looked very much like the old italian films and mm. as i looked into this guy he grew up in italy all of his film influence come from old italian is that right? cinema and you can see it and uh i used uh I saw a Scorsese interview one time where he said that he looks, he likes for his cinematography to be very fluid, like water. He wants it to flow mm. the way a river would or something like that. And when you mm -hmm. watch his films and think about that, you can really see it. There is no, everything is smooth. Everything flows just like a river. It's got its ups and downs and its turns and all this stuff, but there's mm -hmm. always mm -hmm. the way your eye puts it all together. It's not, there's not a whole lot of like stilted framed shots. Everything moves the way it would move in reality. So like if you're in a room and you're looking at someone or they're looking at you or you're having a conversation, someone else walks in and I love the way. So there's a good, um, uh, the chase scene, I think maybe when the killer is chasing, uh, Marie or they're chasing each other, whatever, uh, mm -hmm. this, uh, is it after the car crash? Anyway, this scene is a good example of it because like it'll show, Marie's face and then her feet and then it'll cut to the killer's face mm -hmm. and then maybe his back. So that yeah. is a train of perception that goes very fluid from the front to the back mm -hmm. and it's showing mm -hmm. the feet and everything going on. And it's, uh, it's something you have to, to look for. You might not see it. You might enjoy a film. You might say, wow, I really like this film and might not even be aware. Like you said of like a film, I took, you know, probably the same 101 film class and it was the same thing. You know, they point those things out and there's no accidents, you know, it's, we know they're running. They didn't have to show me the feet, but it was sure. a line of progression of view. I was just about to say, yeah. Right. And you said that you're not an academic. That was yeah. very academic. I know. Right. That was yeah. Well well, said. Yeah. <laughs> that's a yeah. great thing to pick up yeah. on in a movie. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's well, I feel like if I admit that, then I don't have any excuse to not sound smart. <laughs> if people just think I'm dumb and I say something smart, they're like, oh, right, good. right, right. Yeah, Subvert right the there, expectations. Man. He, he no, I, I love that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> this, I just want that bar. <laughs> the funniest thing someone ever said to me in college was I was this uh, this teacher in political science class or something. I don't really remember what it was, but mm -hmm. she had us write little shorts, weekly shorts about a topic that she would put online. And uh, we had in-class stuff, but then she would also like, we had a, it had an online element to it as well. And we would have to write something about it and submit it every week on top of our regular assignments. And I always took it real serious. You know, I try to research it. I would put a, a very, I'd take, a, uh, I'd take a stance on something. That would be my opinion. I'm a very opinionated person. So it was pretty fervent, whatever it was. And she was like, oh, these are great. These are great, blah, 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 whatever. And I was telling a buddy of mine, well, he was, I knew him in the class and we became friends, but not after the class. So it was just kind of one of those, but sure. this dude was like leather jacket. He wore a kilt all the time, long red hair, you know, fucking cool guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, cool yeah. dude. And he was telling me one time, he's like, what'd you make? And I'm like, oh dude, fucking aced it, dude. And this is like our fourth week. It's like, what'd you get? And he's like, oh, she put on here. Like I, you know, need to not take it more serious, but you know, give me more facts to back up why you think this or that ah, or whatever. And he sure. was like, I said, damn, dude, I was like, I'm, you're an opinionated guy, you know, you're fucking punker, you know, whatever and all that kind of stuff. He's like, no, nah, man, you're doing it all wrong. See, he goes, you blew your load right up front. He goes, I give her these and improve a little bit over time. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm teaching. This, dude. I'm fucking doing something, you know, and I was my mind was just like, 
My like, dude. Holy shit, bro. Hey, man, you but are... if you're the best in the class, then you're also that in the teacher's mind. And she's right. like, well, this guy's got a good James. James right. always comes in here and drops some comes... wisdom, you know? Well, and because that's what I said to him. And he said, yeah, but if you fall below that bar now, she's going to think what, you know, you're not trying as hard. You're not taking it as serious. Yeah, you're not yeah. doing this and that. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude. So I learned a lot about <laughs> setting expectations. And because, you know, so he's funny. like, this is, he's like, this is a 101 class. This is a whatever, you know, it's not, I don't have to, uh, you know, it's nothing where you got to mm-hmm. really stand out. It's not, yeah, this sure. isn't going to show up later uh, on, you know, rudimentary. Right. Sure. So yeah. I was like, damn, dude. He's like, yeah. He's like, I mean, he's like, I'll put forth more effort in these other, like, you know, advanced classes or whatever. He goes, but here, I just got to pass it or whatever. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, you are the smartest dumb guy in the room right now. Hey, that is there you awesome. go, man. I was like, Somebody's you know, got to be. Somebody's got to be. Gotta be that's that not guy. the worst thing to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. But he was, he was cool. It was very, uh, but yeah, that was one of those like life lesson moments, you know, by That's a funny. by a slacker. Okay, last thing I'll say about the cinematography Absolutely. guy because it was one of my other than the ending scene, it was my favorite part about the movie itself was the uh, the camera work. And but this guy worked on the Nun, Annabelle Creation, Shazam of all things, hmm. uh, the Haunting of Bly Manor, 2012 version of Maniac. Silent Hill Revelation, the 2010 version of The Crazies, which I thought was awesome. I loved that one. I got to rewatch yeah. that. I wonder if it holds up well. I I think it does. I think like I'm it? gonna. Yeah. I plan on doing a two part of the old one and the new one. The old one, oh, I'm sick. Yeah, I didn't even. It was so I barely finished it. Like I watched it in parts <laughs> because I was just like yeah. it drags so much. It's cool. Gotcha. It's got a lot of social commentary, maybe mm-hmm. even more so in the older one. It's more apparent because they don't have all the effects and shit. So sure, it's more sure. about the story. But yeah. anyway, anyway, but uh, P2 um, mm-hmm. did That's that. That's a great one. Yeah. Mirrors and The Hills Have Eyes, the 2006 version. So I'm interested to go back and watch some of those and see those if the camera work is credits. that same. Yeah, yeah I know. That's exceptional. But I believe this was one of his first uh, group of like serious, like, you know, films that made it you could say yeah whatever but yeah great uh great camera work great italian uh filmmaking as far as that that kind of stuff goes so Seriously. I, and i think scorsese he's that's a, he's italian right that sounds uh yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't, I didn't cut, think cut that sounded the, like yeah. the wondering about that out right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i don't want to judge him on last name alone but you know no, i'm no, gonna no. guess you, that, that is i mean plan, so yeah. if if we're both wrong then change your last name Martin <laughs> that's right Scorsese. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's uh yeah but yeah so um the last thing I was going to bring up, that's and, you, and I, I'm not closing us down or anything. No, no, I, the, yeah, I mean we've we've been talking for yeah, hot, <laughs> yeah hot a couple minute, hours now minute, at this yeah. point. Yeah, um, but I was just going to say the ending for me. Now, some of my favorite horror films are ones that deal with madness because mm. it's such a real, tangible thing and maybe it's just because i've seen a lot in my job or people might have it in their own life maybe their family members or a friend that's close to them someone that suffers from uh you know some kind of mental issue maybe they've got ptsd from something maybe they've had a traumatic event a tragic loss or something like that or you've dealt with someone who has alzheimer's or some other altered state uh of of thinking and when you see that and realize that there's nothing they can do about it, they are trapped inside their body, uh, you know, or inside this mind, you know, that they, right. uh, when I see shit on film now, you know, obviously this is extreme. It's a horror movie, but 
it's a, it's, it's such a real tangent. It's more real to me than uh, some dude in a hockey mask chopping mm-hmm. everybody up. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I've said this before about that's why these kind of films affect me the most. So to see this person going through all this, you feel, even though she's a killer and she's crazed and all this, you feel bad because at the end she just, she loves someone. Now that's psychotic. I don't promote mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. love. I don't want yeah, to no, see that. Yeah, no, you don't want her to get for the, the fuck, you, want, you, know? you want Alex to get out of there, but, right, but yeah. you still feel for but, Marie. But, you know, yeah, and because this person obviously is not well. And yeah. it's just such a powerful scene. I'll come back to the beginning of when I said at the very end, so at the, the, the big reveal happens probably in the last 15 minutes of the film, we mm-hmm. find out that Marie is the killer. It's all going on in her mind. And it, the film will do a cool thing where it'll flash back and forth. You'll see the crazy dude running who Marie has killed at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where she kills him. She beats him in the head with like a, a barbed wire plank. piece of wood. Yeah. yeah, fucking yeah. Awesome. Badass. And, and oh man. And in the film too, when you see that, you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah she fucking, that's a final girl. Great She's a final badass. Girl, yeah. she, she fucking saved her friend. Fuck this guy. Yep. And then she goes back to, she goes back to Emily and she's trying to free her. And uh, she to, gave to, she gave her a knife. Alex. Alex. Fuck. Gotcha. So she gave yeah, thank you. And so she goes back to <laughs> she goes back to Alex and she gave Alex a knife in the beginning to protect herself because you know she didn't know she was a killer or whatever. She's got this dual personality or a you know, schizophrenia mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And uh so when she frees her, she's like, I killed him. I'm gonna free you. We're gonna get out of here, we're gonna be together. No one's gonna keep us apart, which is a line that repeats. Yeah. And uh her friend takes out the knife. I'd already forgotten the name again, Alex. Uh, Alex, yeah. <laughs> and she takes out the knife and she's like, get the fuck away from me. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And we find out then that Marie is the killer. Yep. She's been the killer this whole time. We don't know what to believe. Now we understand that this is the unreliable narrator. So we can't believe our lying eyes kind of thing. That's right. We just yeah. know what the fuck is going on. There's another kill after this, which I just won't get into. It's the one with the big sure. buzz. It's it's the K-12 yeah. saw. Uh, <laughs> it's what it's it's what we use in the fire service to cut your car open with. It's that saw. Yep. So it's going to cut through anything and everything. It's designed to do so. And uh, with ease, as a matter with two hands, yeah. <laughs> I can cut your whole yeah. fucking car in half. Yep. So, yep. Um, so bone and all that is not a problem. But anyway, yeah. uh, so they, they get through all this and she she chases down her friend and they give mm-hmm. each other a hug and she ends up stabbing Alex uh, is it stabs, a ti- stabs Alex? Marie. Is I it think, with a right? tire iron or a crowbar or something? Uh it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it is a tire iron. What, yeah. Um, might be a cra- yeah, yeah. So something like that. Big metal. Up, yeah, some big metal pole. Thing. Something something that's not very stabby. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Through. Painful thing to get stabbed by. <laughs> and uh, so then it fades out. The police show up. I think this is where we also have the reveal where you see the police watching the camera and it shows, mm-hmm. or maybe that was earlier. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the ending scene is Marie's at the hospital. So we realize that the legs that are swinging in the very beginning off of the side of a bed, that's Marie. And that's where mm-hmm. the staples are in her back where she got stabbed with the tire yep. iron thing. In kind of and, a padded room or a, yeah. you know, mental, mental facility, clearly. Right. And she's rocking back and forth saying something like, you know, I won't let anyone keep us apart. Or That's right. Yeah. I like won't that. let anyone keep us apart. I won't let anyone keep us apart. <laughs> yeah. And she's just repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. And then we see Alex comes to the window and she's talking to someone off screen. Like she can't see me. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, it's, she can't see through the glass or whatever. And Alex looks through, it goes back to Marie. And to me, I, dude, I even get chills just talking about it. She's repeating those words, rocking back and forth. And then she stops. 
slowly looks up towards the glass and then just reaches out in this quick, violent, like grab in her. Oh, it's arms. a jump scare. Yeah. yeah her yeah. arms come right out to the side. Yeah. And her, yeah, her yeah. arm is chained to the bed and yeah. she's just got the, the look on her face is brilliant acting. I wonder how many takes it took because mm-hmm. her, her face is one of, uh, you know, like longing, love, abandonment, you know, mm-hmm. confusion, it's not I'm crazy I'm desperation. Yeah. It's yeah. not like I'm crazy. I'm a killer. I want your blood. Like it was just such a endearing out of everything that's happened. Look on her face. And maybe, yeah. maybe I read too much into it, but I'm a sucker for a love story. No, no, not, I, not that this yeah. one is, but to, that's just such a strong human emotion that can drive people to do the craziest shit. It can cause, you know, they always say that stuff about, you know, uh, kingdoms fall over love and you know whatever that kind of stuff so yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. an amazing thing oh it's she nails the yeah it's that's obsession that's infatuation yeah. you know right. even if it's not you know like I mean you're you're saying love and I kind of agree with you but also like that's that's love that's not based in reality yeah, sure um you know because because yeah you can't be in love you know not like love is a two-way thing I, I see what and you're that's saying. exactly yeah. right yeah exactly yeah. and it's i mean of course you can like love another person and and it's sort of unrequited or whatever but you know mm-hmm. like again that's not based fully in reality at a certain sure, point yeah. either but you know yeah yeah no it's uh i was gonna say think the ending of pearl if uh if you've seen i haven't that seen movie. it yet i, ha- oh, I haven't, okay, I haven't seen any well. of those have, you haven't seen x either Mm-mm. oh you gotta watch him man because well, i don't Mia yeah. Goth's face at the end of that movie. That's all I'm going to say. There's, okay. you know, that kind of credits rolling on just her facial acting. Yeah. And it's, uh, oh, just like, you're like, holy shit, you're an actress. You know, yes. <laughs> like it's yes. just, just nailing 10 different emotions in one facial expression, right. just in a way that's like, oh my God, you yeah, know, my just, humanity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tearing me apart. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Oh, what a masterful scene to end on. And yeah, I'm I I love how much you love that scene and how much you've thought about how much goes into to that particular scene. Cause yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, I think that the lead actress is great in this film, but like, you know, I, I'm not surprised I haven't seen her win an Oscar or anything. But that yeah. that moment, a triumph for her acting career. That better yeah. have gotten her roles because like sure. that is just such a good uh it what what a crazy good portrayal of what's going on there but yeah so uh listeners that is the film that is going to be high tension i think i called it something else earlier but 2003 high tension yeah it is awesome check it out let us know what you think get on our instas and talk smack with us that'd be great i was gonna say it's um i should have mentioned this earlier but um also called switchblade romance I haven't done my research into why that is, but the movie this, is this also called, called that. Oh, yeah, wow. is also called Switchblade Romance, and I, hmm. I don't, you know, know if it was a titling, you know, like a copywriting issue yeah, or something, or a but translation kind um, of thing where they, yeah, the English one was called High Tension, the French one was called Tension, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> High Tension, sure, and yeah. but but it's also sometimes called Switchblade Romance, and I mean, That's I get. Weird. I, it makes sense for the movie because there's a switchblade in the movie. The but, dude with his knife, um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I much prefer High Tension as the as the title. But if sure. you're Googling it, check out both of them. Just know that, yeah, can, it could come up yeah. one way or the other. That's yeah. right. Yeah, sure. Um, you can find me at Curtis Ghoul on Instagram, Letterboxd, and Goodreads. You can find uh, my show that I co-host, Gravely Serious, at 
Instagram, you know, at gravely serious on Instagram <laughs> letterboxd, uh, uh, actually maybe not letterboxd yet, but at, at Instagram, uh, or you can check out our website, gravelyserious.com. And, uh, yeah, James, man, thank you so much for having me on here. I have the best time talking movies with you and yeah, it's awesome, so man. great to talk about the movie for longer than the movie actually was. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. We, had a great we got, we got on some tangents there, but I think that's, oh, yeah. uh, that's the beautiful thing about horror films. It's not all about just blood and guts and violence and what's scary. I think these are snapshots of what is fear, you know, in mm -hmm. uh, society of the times, uh, we even talked about how things are different with, you know, uh, with the AI stuff and then the sexuality stuff and all that, yeah, how yeah. that's, how much that's changed just from 2003 to now. And so, you know, I think that's awesome. And it's great to have these conversations with someone who is interested in both. And yeah. what else are podcasts for other than a couple digressions, you know? That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, if you guys agree or disagree with us, hit us up on our socials. Again, this is the Just James Horror Review. If you want to reach me, I'm on all the things. Just Google it. Uh, Instagram seems to be the one that people get in touch with me the most. I don't get on X really because it's just annoying to look at. There's just so much. It's like a fucking avalanche of things. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, so uh, you can also reach me at JustJamesHorrorPodcast at gmail.com if you want to send me any movies that you want to see or a story or anything like that. Uh, or if you just want to say what's up. That's always cool too. I, I like giving people shout outs or if you got something you want to promote, hit me up. I'd love to uh, promote it on here. So yeah, just let me know. Curtis, thank you again for being here. You kick ass. You're the man. Love you. Love you guys. Love you listeners. This is Just James Horror Review. I'm your host, Just James. Take care. All right, so let me try to think how to intro this. Uh, Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to start timed. <laughs> it's so weird with the camera, dude. I feel like it's, it's like it's like somebody watching you pee. Like, <laughs> like it's not that I'm embarrassed, but it's just odd. It just throws you off track. <laughs> I got I no problem doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need to picture everyone in the crowd is naked or anything like that. I can, I can close my eyes if you want. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I can close my eyes if you yeah. want.